Welcome to episode 16 of Amplified Marriage. Today we are talking about Can People Change? Welcome to another fantastic episode of Amplified Marriage. My name is Brian. My name is Natalie. So glad that you can join us wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Grab a coffee, have a seat, put on your headphones. Today we're going to talk about can people change? Nah, I'm just kidding. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yes, they can. (laughs) That would have just, like the whole episode would have been shot right there. Like, no, we don't believe that they can. Bye. (laughs) See you later. Uh, we do believe that people can change. Yes, uh, and we are living proof. I think living proof. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've heard some of our story if you listen to our podcast. If not, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Oh, we um, actually that's one one of the things that we should actually dive into. Sort of what went wrong uh, right after we got married. That'll be another podcast. That's a good idea. Where we actually go into our story of of what went wrong instead of giving you little snippets. Good thought. Good yep. thought. That actually would be a really good episode. Do we I really want so. to rehash all of that stuff? Yeah, we do. do oh, okay. So I didn't For know. For other people's benefit, because you know what? When we were going through um, those challenges and those difficulties, we felt like we were the only ones yeah, that's um, right. that were going through it. No other church people, no other church. No one was talking about relational issues. And if, if there was, it always boiled down to... You don't love Jesus enough. Right. Or... <laughs> Um, you're not having enough sex. Like those, those two there seem to be the two topics that. That's right. Yeah. Oddly enough. So, well, back to our uh, regular scheduled programming. We do believe that people can change. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's this assumption that, especially in marriages, we'll say especially in marriages, because even in our case that we're going to kiss and make up and all of a sudden you're going to snap your fingers and all of a sudden life is different. And it was a magic abracadabra and your spouse is different. And yeah, it's, that's disappointing when you're faced with the reality that that's not really. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And then the the thing is, is that you're you're trying to snap your fingers to well established, well built over time, well reinforced bad patterns. Yes, in but some cases that's true. And well, in my case, I was trying to uh, wave the magic wand to change you. Yeah, and was incredibly frustrated when you wouldn't change, but it had nothing to do with the fact that I. Needed to change. Needed to start with me. Well, and and even if we think back to it, we hear all the time. You hear in movies that people get hurt, and you see the relationships fail, or the marriages fail, or someone pulls the same shenanigans that they always have done. And they always say in the movies, uh, "People can't change." And that's actually kind of what tweaked us to this particular topic: is yeah. people can't change. And I, was I am actually, who I am. I am who I am, and I'm never going to change. Which I think is malarkey. Yeah. See, good word to use. Yeah. There you go. Malarkey. Uh, I heard this actually from my mother. Um, she actually is reading a book by Mike Ashcroft, and it's called My One Word. And uh, it says this, change is possible, but focus is required. If you want to change of any kind, change really is possible. Yep. But you really have to focus, and you really have to put effort into to doing what you do need to do to change. That's right. And focus on what you contribute to the situation right. or you contribute to the falling apart um, because it's rarely one-sided. 
Absolutely. Uh, and there's a little story that we found on uh, on uh, John Gottman's website. He's a really famous and well-regarded marriage yeah. counselor, him and his yep. wife. And they said, there's a little story, said, uh, Billy and Mary are both waiting for the other person to change. Uh, and it said, Billy says this, I've been miserable for years. I've asked Mary to give me my space, but things don't appear to be changing. It feels like I can't breathe. Hmm. Billy has some friends over every weekend, Mary says. He doesn't consider my needs, and I feel so alone. Oh. And something that we've heard all through our times that we've coached couples over the last few years um, is that he's not the man or the woman that I married. Yep. I um, said that. Yeah. <laughs> you said it like immediately after the honeymoon or yeah. on said honeymoon. And we'll dive deeper into that topic when we actually go into our story. Um, but he's not the man I married. Oh, that's a good one. And that is such a good one. Some of the ones that another one is she didn't change or he didn't change and I did. Exactly. Like, and I think, again, there you have to both want the relationship to work. Yeah. It can't be. It's not going to work if it's one sided. I mean, one will grow. Right. And the other won't necessarily. <laughs> and then and then. Right. Like you're not you're not any better if you're both not wanting it to work and you're both not choosing to grow grow in your own, um, of like taking responsibility for your issues, yeah. but growing together yeah. with both that same goal yeah. in mind. I hope that makes sense. Which leads to the next one. There's the no fault version of why it's not working is we grew apart. Right. Which is just, that's just sloughing it off. It's just sweeping it under the rug. We just grew apart. No, people just don't grow apart. It takes Effort to not communicate. Oh man, it, especially it, if you're right, living in like, the same house. It takes effort to communicate well, but it also requires energy to choose not to communicate. Yeah. Again, it's a choice, right? So much work to ignore the other person in the house. It is. Yeah. And especially so, when they want to talk to you. Yeah, right. And there's uh, something else is that we do realize that people can change when they really feel like they're, people can change when they feel like they're accepted or they're loved or liked or cared for. Yeah, um, but it, when when people are feeling the pressure of uh, of not of like the, your spouse and you're insulting them or you're criticizing yeah. them, the feedback is never positive feedback. No, more unlikely that when they're under that kind of pressure, they're not going to change because you're not telling them what they can do better. You're right. pounding into them that they're terrible at what they're right. doing. Right. Like remember, it's not a business transaction. Right. It's covenant. And so. If I'm constantly nitpicking you and nagging you for every little thing that you do wrong, uh, that's not going to facilitate a healthy, vulnerable environment where you're going to be more apt to hearing yeah. my concerns and being like, I had no idea that I, that I do that or that you felt like that when I say that or that you felt like that when I do that. If it's, if you've not created that healthy, um, a safe space, in order to have those conversations where, you know, I've affirmed you or whenever you're critiquing, there's the sandwich mm -hmm. um, effect that we've done in ministry where, you know, you start off with, with Man, you're good really things good and, at this. and positive things. And then you kind of go into the, yeah. the issue maybe, and then you end on a positive yeah. note. Right. And I think the same thing works. Like if, if you're coming at me from, from sort of that approach, I'm more it, apt to wanting to hear you well, out, and it'll still sting. But if you're Absolutely. if you're doing it in in with the attitude of I'm right and you're wrong, people tend to just um, 
they feel like they're under attack or under siege and yes. they hide themselves. Yes. And, and so- I, I think too, over the years, my approach to you, um, sure changed, sure changed. But at the beginning though, I think, I think like you just dug your heels in and you fought back in attitude. Yeah. Um, and the more that you pushed back, the more stubborn I got. And so it was like, we we're like two bulls. Neither one was going to give any ground, whatsoever. any ground. Right. And we were just at a standstill. You're so stubborn. Yes, I do have moments. Do have moments. Uh, and here's something that's just as a, a side thing, instead of criticizing your spouse all the time or enforcing them to change or blaming them for everything, maybe you should remind yourself of all the reasons why you appreciate them or why you fell in love with them or why um, the, they make you smile and actually go to them and share that with them. That's right. I, it took, don't <laughs> wait 12 years. It took me 12 Please years don't wait 12 into years. the night. Well, I think it was 12 years. It was 10, between 10 and 12 years before I had an epiphany about that in my own marriage and I wish that I would have maybe listened to the Holy Spirit earlier than that because I'm sure he was yeah. speaking about my part to yeah. play in sort of the why we were communicating so poorly. Yeah. Please don't wait 12 years. And if you're at that mark, then there's still time for... And reach out and ask for help. Yeah. Reach out to us and we would love to be able to walk you through that and coach you through that. We've been there. It's not easy and we'd love to be able to help you. Right. Like ladies, I just want to shout out. There's Club 31 Ministries and Proverbs 31 Ministries um, that they've got blogs. They have um, YouTube videos. They are on Instagram. It's just um, an incredible ministry for women on how to love our husbands well. That's right. Um, so Lisa Jacobson, she is the Club 31 Women uh, wife, and she just, her content has been absolutely influential in helping me come out of that rut and, and really looking at my spouse yeah. with new eyes. Absolutely. I remember that. Um vulnerability and intimacy go hand in hand. And I just want to kind of go back to the story of Billy and Mary. Uh, what they didn't really realize in that moment is they were, weren't arguing about the time that they were spending together is that they were, they were not expressing their needs in a non blameful way. So instead right. of just like coming to, to each other and saying, this is how I'm feeling and this is what's going on. They were never making space. They're never talking about it. They're never communicating. When they did, it was like, hey, you're doing this wrong and they're blaming each other. They never discussed um, what quality time actually meant or what alone time or time together actually yeah. meant. Um, exactly. I remember in our early years, you you being the more social, <laughs> well, the more, you absolutely being the more social of the two of us. In general. Would always want to have people over and I could never... Um, surprise you, um, by a romantic night in or whatever, because I could never be sure that you were coming home Hello. without, without Craig or other friends or things like that, where you were gaming or whatever it was that you were. And the truth is, is I was doing that to hide having to spend that quality time with you. Cause all we did was fight. 
What? Yeah. Well, this is news to me. I think I'm was, just kidding. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, it's kind of it was kind of an epiphany as to why I was doing that. I, at the time, I don't know that I was thinking about that. I'm like, if someone's there, she'll be nice, and we won't fight. Right. Except that when someone's there, then I'm in my room on my own. You were you weren't always in your room, but yeah, the majority of the time I because was in my room. we were turtling and we didn't want to have to spend any t- time with each other. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, uh, and. The real truth is, is here's just a few, a few things that we learned all, along the way. We're talking about change, uh, and not trying to change your spouse. No. And I think that was like the head, like the bulls that, um, <laughs> what is that? Banging up against yeah. each other. They're just, um, came from that whole thing of like, I was so frustrated with why aren't you changing? And then I would say or do things in order to modify or hope that you would get the hint and modify the behavior, um, except that we don't want our spouses to modify their behavior. We want there to be a A true heart transformation, right? You can, and here's the the truth. There's many times in our relationship that I was able to modify said behavior for, for bursts. And then you go back to it and then there was no forgiveness from you. Yeah. Uh, and then we just ended up falling back into the same pattern. So maybe it takes you two months if you're that kind of person or three months or six months or a year. But if it's not a true heart transformation and you're doing it out of a place of love and respect and right. honor and integrity and you're doing it just to make the other person shut up, yeah. you're never going to get um, – you're never going to change permanently. And, no. And the truth is sometimes we make a change and it just sticks. Yeah. Like that can happen. Yeah. It, it's less frequent and it's not as obvious uh, and that may not – but oftentimes – if you're just doing a change for the sake of getting them off your back, it's not because you want to. It's because you want them to stop badgering you or that's right. stop talking or just leave me be. And that's not healthy. No. Um, if you're not, if you're wanting to avoid a confrontation because um, you're tired of it sort of going in circles, right? At some point, you're going to have to to own the feeling behind it and have that awkward conversation as difficult as it might be. Um, because the more that you keep sweeping it under the rug, it's just going to grow. Yeah. And oh boy, it's going to ever... turn into something that it, it, you probably never intended it to turn into <laughs> because it's undealt right. with. Yeah. Um, and all that to say is that change really starts with you. Yeah. If you're looking at your partner and blaming them for everything without actually examining your own motives mm-hmm. or sometimes people just need to learn uh, EQ, emotional quotient, like yep. how, um, like how much EQ do you have? Like sometimes they're just not feeling that or not doing any self-examination. They're not looking back. They're just blaming the other person. And from a, like a, a man who's coached a lot of marriages, we've coached some really tough marriages over the years. I can tell you a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times this is a man's response to his wife. Mm-hmm. If we can link, think back to some yeah. of the relationships that we've coached. Yes. I can, uh, yep. I did the same thing. I blamed it all on Natalie. And I will tell you some of the hardest relationships to help bring back to a unity and harmony are the ones in particular where he says he wants to change. And I actually believe that he does, mm-hmm. but he is so in the pattern 
of blaming the spouse for absolutely everything, even if she wasn't even present for that situation. Yep. She did something to me three weeks ago and I communicated this way because of that. And they're holding on to this thing and they're blaming the other person. And for those kind of guys, I have so little patience now. I, I have to be direct and tell them you need to man up, go straight, go hard, figure out your stuff, figure out why you can't take responsibility for your actions. Stop right. blaming your parents or stop blaming your dog from five years ago, yep. but step up and do the right thing by your, your wife yep. so you can make that change. And if it means seeking out professionals, then do it. Then seek professionals. Right? So for... And- just before you go on, on the other side of that is that those particular types of guys never want to seek other people's help because they think that what they're doing is a-okay. That's right. Yes. Because you know, no, let's just get down to it. No one wants to be wrong ever. Change requires work. Oh boy. Change requires a sort of being honest with oneself. Uh Where, where am I going wrong? Is it in my thoughts? Is it in my words? Is it an idea? Is it my past? Is it baggage that I've not? Is it, is it a, is a trauma from my childhood? There are multiple layers of why we find ourselves in the situation that we're in. Right. So whatever it is, um, there has to be an owning or, or recognizing where it started. Yeah. And if you need a counselor to help you process those kinds of issues to determine what the root is, then do it. Like it's worth it. It's priceless. Um, I'm better for it Yeah. because I sought out counseling to help me process. And the thing is, is if you say with your mouth, men, you say with your mouth, you say, I value my marriage, Mm -hmm. but by your actions, you refuse to do anything that shows and, Shows your wife and by your actions, refuse to do anything that actually shows them, shows them that you value the marriage. Right. They see through your facades so fast. Oh, absolutely. And then, well, we've seen this too, where, and we've lived it too, where, so the pattern has been in just negative, a negative pattern after negative pattern. And then the one time that you demonstrated that uh, things were different. I wanted a gold star. And I, you wanted a gold star and I was like, and I think I even said as much, like what you want a round you of applause did, yeah, you for. <laughs> Ooh, you, you stepped up in this way. Like big man. That's, Woo-hoo! That's, that's one time. And so yeah. there had been some trust issues, Yeah, right? You set a pattern for me yeah. not to be able to trust that you would follow through with your word. And then you would get angry with me when I didn't validate or affirm your progress. Yeah. Except, that's what it takes. It, it's not just a an instantaneous, all of a sudden now we just eliminate the last, in our case, two yeah. and a half years. And we just start from square one. Like there's, there's a lot of things that we had to work through. It takes time. Yeah. And it takes effort both yeah. on both parts. And part of, part of this is that blame makes you feel like you're good in those moments. But it does lead to long-term resentment and long-term anger. anger. Yep. Just like... We're not snapping our fingers and the marriage is better. What you're doing is by setting proper communication in place, you're setting up systems and habits that build your relationship so you can deal with those issues and resentment and anger aren't the permanent setting of your relationship. Exactly. And it's creating a safe space for you to come to me if you're, um, well, now we're at that place where 
you can come to me and it's a safe place where I'm not just going to like tear you apart yeah. and vice versa. And then we've created the safe environment for our kids now Yeah. where they see that, that, you know, mom and dad are going to freak out about every little thing, yeah. even though my face might look like I will <laughs> in the moment, but yeah. really making a conscious effort to not um, respond in a way that will force them yeah. to, um, what's the word? Like, Go inward. Yeah. Just look inward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and conflict is good. Uh, good conflict, good healthy conflict, good proper healthy, non-critical, right. non-blaming, problem-solving problem conflict yeah. is not bad. That's right. And I think it's important for your kids to see you resolve conflicts in a healthy way. And here's just a few things, just a few things that you can do um, to help you and your spouse to change yourself before you try and change your spouse. Yeah. Uh, and number one is... Be a better spouse. Dun, dun, duh. Right? Take this, the, take the high road. This isn't one of those things like, um, maybe it is. Maybe I'm going to say, it. uh, work harder and suck less. <laughs> right? Is it one of those things you taking responsibility for your actions, for your behavior, for your tone of voice, for the way you mm -hmm. responded in anger? That's you being a better spouse. Right. Cause I spent. We'll just go with 12 years because I'm pretty sure it was the 12 year mark of just kind of like, holding you responsible for everything for even though I might not have articulated verbally, I certainly felt it and thought it Yeah, 100%. in my heart and in my mind. And it was embedded there. Um, and it wasn't until I had a revelation about my own self where I really started to see a change, an actual physical change. So what you're saying is, is that when you took responsibility yes. for your actions yes. in our relationship, yes. things changed for the relationship. That's right. And it took a huge uh, load of humble pie <laughs> for me to yeah. come to that place in my own heart where I was being honest with myself and how nasty I had been in my words towards you where it was non-honoring and it was yeah. not esteeming you as my husband and, and, and who God created you to be. Right. Um, it wasn't, it was a double-edged sword that was, you know, two sides, the double edge was poisonous yeah. and it, right. Yeah. It was not life-giving at all, but it took, a, uh, that huge moment where I, I needed to apologize. Right. After that, I noticed a change in my own heart toward you. Yeah. And then, yeah. And in, in that, in those, in, in this same vein, there's a, a, a Dr. Harriet Lerner says in her marriage rules book, if you don't change your part in a stuck pattern, no change will ever occur. Hallelujah. Good Dr. word, Lerner. Dr. Harriet. That well said. Absolutely. Uh, number two, focus on the issues at hand. And I would love Natalie to explain this one. Well, when we were talking about this, ultimately the goal is if, if as you know, life is going on and we're going on through our day, yeah. if there's a situation that arises to deal with it in a prompt manner, mm -hmm. whether it be a misunderstanding or an unmet expectation or just, I don't know, you irritated me for whatever reason yep. to be able to say, Hey, it really bothers me or I feel, um, unheard or whatever the dialogue might be mm -hmm. in that specific moment so that we can deal with it mm -hmm. and then problem solve together and then move on. That's good. Rather That's good. than, you know, the real issue at hand was six months ago 
and a lot of things have compiled in six months and then I just lose my cool over uh, the fact that you didn't fill up the car with gas. Well, the issue wasn't really that. Do you know it what I mean? Like it was six months something... of things you never communicated about. Exactly. Yeah. So focus on the issues as they come up That's right. and don't sweep them under the rug. No. And it's your spouse. And if you're having trouble communicating, then that's something that maybe you two need to sit down and talk about. Hey, I feel right. like, I feel like we, we're not, we're not on the same page. We're not really communicating. I feel in a healthy manner and what can, how can I, how can we help this? Yeah, that's right. Right. And make it a joint effort. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, number three is you hear about, uh, we've said it all take the responsibility. way. Take responsibility for your actions. We are responsible for our words and our actions. Period. Dot. Stop. End of discussion. End of discussion. Um, we are not responsible for how other people receive that, but we are absolutely responsible to make sure that we're not delivering our woes in a nasty way. Like we are responsible. There's to, a way to deliver. There's a way to That's deliver. Just like the Bible says, when when you're gonna when you're gonna communicate an issue, you do things in love. That's right. There's a way to communicate. And the in the problem. moment, I might I might have to take, you know, twenty minutes to gather my thoughts so that I'm in that headspace where I'm not just going to say the first thing that comes out of my mouth because 99.99% of the time it's not kind. Uh, and you so, are not the friendliest when we're in a No, and I know that about myself. Discussion. So, I mean, knowing your spouse where, you know, Brian knows that if I'm really upset, probably not a good idea to poke the bear in that moment. Um, I have done so. You have done so. And it's I'm not, it's not gone well. Right. And so, I mean, I'm still responsible to, I chose to respond as such, right? I didn't have to, I could have chosen not to, yep. uh, again, I'm responsible for what you, comes out of my mouth. You can't, I, I don't ever understand when I hear people say, oh, they made me so angry. I lost it and violence happened. No. Like I understand being pushed and I think we're talking about that's a different thing where if you're, if there's an addiction or there's abuse and a physical abuse or like, yeah, you need to get so help. then to seek help and get out. Absolutely. We're going to keep saying that until the end of time. I'm talking about her pushing me so far and I lost my cool. I didn't exhibit self-control. No, I didn't. And so I did something wrong and I sinned towards her by responding in violence or and a push or a shove or yeah. using my size to intimidate her, that's on me because I lost self-control. Right. And let the record show he has never, ever, ever been physically violent. Ever. <laughs> she scares me. <laughs> I think one time, the one time, the whole Edmonton thing, we'll get into that when we talk about our story. Where you <laughs> well, tried I didn't to, even. I just was like, doing... I puffed up like a bird. I'm like, I'm going to Yes. Get... And then I laughed out loud. But we'll get into that in a different... <laughs> That's for next time's podcast. <laughs> Apologizing to your spouse means that you're taking responsibility for the problem, even even if it's just a small amount of the problem. Not generalizing a, hey, I'm sorry for whatever I did last week. Right. Um, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. And that's not that's not going to change the situation. That's just like, oh, I did my duty and yeah. let's move on because I don't really want to get to the nitty gritty of what actually happened. And I actually have to talk about the feelings and the emotions exactly. and the, all the stuff that happened. Be specific. Yep. Hey, I'm sorry that I called you a dumb head uh, or whatever, you know, it might be. You're so insulting. I'm being tame. Tame. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm sorry that I name called. I, that was really immature of me. <laughs> and, 
Um, you cannot take words back. That's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. You can apologize for them in the most heartfelt way, but words hurt absolutely. and words cut deep. So I would rather look at you and choose in the moment to take, you know, 10, 15 minutes and have, you know, go for a walk or something like that so that my words coming out of my mouth towards you can be life-giving. And our next one is complain without blame. A criticism attacks the core of a person. Um, well, a complaint focuses on very specific thing about the other that you do not like. Right. Focuses on a behavior. <sighs> yeah. Um, and I feel like we've done both. Yep. In absolutely. our 19 years, I feel like we've tried the criticism route and it never really got us anywhere other than further in a rut. Yeah. And um, I think as we've sort of focused, we made the decision to stay together. Mm-hmm. And we made the decision that at all, whatever it cost, um, and there's a cost, there's a cost in your pride. Um, there might be a financial cost with like getting marriage counseling and things like that, but what is it worth? Right. A hundred percent. Um, and so to me, uh, it was priceless how yeah. choosing a better way. Give your partner the benefit of the doubt and consider that they're, and maybe consider, maybe consider guys and girls. Maybe consider that your spouse is doing the very best that they can in that moment. That's right. And that maybe they, at that time, they don't know what they don't know. They maybe just not know and they're learning how to be better at what they're doing. That's right. And getting upset about a specific pattern of behavior, if you've never articulated, hey, that really hurts. It really hurts when, how are they going to know? Yeah. And then how does that facilitate a healthy place for one to change? Absolutely. If you're holding things over their head that they have no idea. Right. Wow. They're holding on to you. So can change happen? Yes, we are living proof. Change can happen, but it takes a personal ownership. Absolutely. And here, just as a quick, quick going back is that be a better spouse. You can be a better spouse. You take your responsibility for your actions. Focus on the issues. Don't bring up stuff that happened six months ago that you didn't communicate with your spouse in an argument that's happening at the present. Take responsibility for your actions and complain without blame. Just we can we can work things out just by not criticizing the other person's personal character about who they are, but attack the the actual issue. That's right, and that whole complaint without blame for every negative comment. That's right. That I say to my spouse or that you say to your spouse requires seven positive comments to counter that one negative. Absolutely. So. We got a lot of work Think to do. Think on that. <laughs> we got a lot of work yeah, we to do. do. <laughs> well, everyone, if you like our podcast, it means a lot to us when you share it. You let people know about Amplified Marriage. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Again, you hear us say this every time. If there's a topic, if there's a question or anything you would like for us to discuss, please email us or communicate through Instagram or Facebook. And you can email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. And you've heard us say this before. We believe that marriage can be reset. Yes, refreshed. Recharged. And restored. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.